It's August 2022. The Welsh women's rugby team has just landed in Nova Scotia and is now heading to a joint training session with their counterparts in Team Canada. As Wales's head diplomat in Canada, Andrew Wagstaff will soon be flying from his office in Montreal to join a Welsh delegation. The event is building to become a big deal. The test match will be broadcast in Wales on S4C and on TSN, the main sports network in Canada. Andrew has high hopes. I think the most opportunity lies with starting those conversations with Canadian partners. Traditionally, when Welsh sports teams have been traveling internationally, we've had a lot going to Europe, touring in Europe, and we have had various teams touring in the United States. We haven't had that many people coming out to Canada. And actually, the women's rugby team coming out to Halifax in Nova Scotia, the first sporting group that we've had coming out to Canada since I've been doing my job. And I think that there's real potential in there to engaging the Canadian public. I think with the success that Wales is having on the international stage across various different sports at the moment and the renewed energy that Welsh government uh, and our stakeholders are putting into sports diplomacy and soft, the soft power of sports and demonstrating the soft power of sports around the world, I see real opportunity there to engage a very wide audience of people in the conversation that we want to have. Welcome to Soft Power, a podcast that will explore the impact Welsh sport has on the brand of Wales and how it's applied in the real world. My name is Rhys Waters. We're at the Halifax Tars Rugby Ground, a community rugby team. The large rugby ground is surrounded by Nova Scotia's signature dense forest and large granite rock formations under the view of its newly constructed clubhouse. The joint training session between Wales and Canada is in full swing. Their support teams and managers buzz around, making notes and collecting data. TV crews and journalists frantically capture content while the teams focus on the field. I'm Eleanor Snowsill and I play fly half uh, for the team. Yeah, so we're out here preparing for the World Cup, um, which we've got coming up soon. Um, we're playing a warm-up fixture against Canada um, and we have got, had some training against them today, um, run through units against them. Um, and then we'll just be preparing ourselves then normal week leading into the fixture on Saturday. Yeah, no, I haven't been here before. I actually, as we drew up on the bus, heard from one of the girls that they once had to call off a rugby game here because a bear came on the pitch and I was actually like what what are you serious and then you look around and there's all these woods and then I was walking up like am I gonna see a bear today <laughs> so it does bring an extra little dynamic um no it's a beautiful place isn't it I love Canada um I've been a few times we came on under 20s tour about 10 years ago which is showing my age um but no the people are lush and, and it's a really pretty country as well Eleanor is a senior team member and understands that she is an ambassador for rugby women's sport and Wales. It's so important to be visible. So every time, you know, we visit and we play a fixture, that's opening up the game to whoever's watching. So, you know, if it's on TV and someone happens to be flicking through and watching it, or if it's in a stadium and people are walking past, you know, that, that just opens up the game to, to a bigger, bigger audience. And, and hopefully more and more young girls and boys will pick, will pick up the sport because it is the best sport. I know I'm biased, but it is the best spot. <laughs> Eleanor's passion for the game also means something bigger. 
definitely. I think for me, rugby is such an important sport because of the physicality involved. And I think um, growing up, people need that outlet to get to get their emotions out. Um, you know, I worked for a charity back at home trying to bring rugby to, to people to young people who were struggling with stuff going on at home and, and mental health stuff and and rugby's so important for that because you know it really builds resilience discipline respect all of those sort of values that you'd hope people you know need in life rugby can sort of you've got it packaged up all in one so i think the more people that play rugby at grassroots level in canada the better and for Gavin Price, our sports diplomacy expert, these trips are an essential training ground for newer squad members to learn diplomatic skills. I really think it's that, that golden opportunity to widen your horizons, learn about other cultures, their language, the things they're interested in, their, their daily challenges, build those ties, and, and, and hopefully, hopefully some of those ties become long-lasting and enduring and might encourage them to travel. Any experience you can have of another culture, whether that's them visiting you and taking interest in you. And, you know, it's like if you, if you, for example, um, do some outreach things with, with visitors, you're so passionate and you're so proud and that, that, that really will, will rub, rub off on them. There's nothing better than being taken around and being shown around a place by a local. So I think those organic relationships that build up and the little nuances, and then you begin to realize that actually we've got much more things that, that, that are sort of common between this that, than there are not, you know, and, and uh, we kind of build those ties and then you kind of like plant the seed and hopefully it grows. And they, they as I say, they may grow into business relationships. They, they may just grow, grow into warm friendships. You know, it may just be a lovely place to be able to go on holiday in the future. But all those things have to be really positive for a world where there's too much conflict, where there's too much sort of... Um, polarized opinion we have you know polarized politics it's yeah I, I i just think it's it's just so 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 important and you know we, we're only scratching the surface with this stuff chad mahoney is the president of rugby nova scotia and as a local he can see the immense value of this trip it's it's great like i mean you you look you know outside north america you know rugby's not a a big sport here so it's kind of lower in the wrecks so when a nation like wales or some other european nation that is established that's you know of high quality it just speaks volumes of that and and really it lets the supporters of the sport see and lets other you know non-rugby people see kind of the the level at the that women's rugby and just rugby generals in uh in 2022 you know, our, our aim is each year to ensure that we have a thousand participants in the sport, and which is, you know, I, I say that, and, and you might laugh, but you know, that's that's quite a, a deal. Where you know, a number of years ago we were well below a thousand, now we're up, you know, north of a thousand. We're seeing the the growth of the sport uh, continue. It gives them kind of something to look up to. You know, for the longest time, it's always been kind of, you know, if you want to play rugby at a high level in Canada, you need to go west, and uh, Canada is a large place, right? So that's you know. F- I don't know how, how many thousands of kilometers between Halifax and, and the West Coast, but it shows that players can get to that level, to the professional level, both in men's and women's rugby, and, and just see that. Like it's said, you know, seeing the, the players come out on the women's side here is it's great. Gwen Crabb is in her early 20s, and in a post-pandemic world, younger athletes are now seeing their horizons growing broader. Uh, it's been really good. It's been uh, a good, like, unique experience for us to get to it away as a squad. Um, for the last like month and a half, we've been training at home day in day out together. Um, after getting our like full time contract, um, but it's a completely different dynamic when you come away and, and you're around each other 24 seven. So it's been good for us, I think, to get used to that sort of environment for the World Cup in a few weeks. Um, it's been really enjoyable. We've been around seeing the sights and stuff as well as, as training hard. 
So yeah, it's exciting, but we're also off to watch some ice hockey tomorrow, so that'll be uh, good as well. Um, and yeah, just getting to see different bits around. Something that is really relevant to this trip is the explosive growth of women's rugby in Canada. I think it's awesome because we've seen across our Six Nations and since our contract announcement the growth in the women's game back at home. So to come somewhere where it's sort of similar and you can see that, you know, there's young girls and women that are watching and hopefully will come along to the game on Saturday and, and that you're inspiring them, you get a chance to chat to them after the game and stuff. I think that's really good because previous in previous years we've not had sort of the exposure that we have now and it's good that people are seeing it and hopefully we're inspiring the next generations of professional rugby players. It's pressure, but it's also a privilege, um, and it, and it's nice to see that you're sort of in, inspiring younger girls. Um, and you can only really, see, yeah, like I say, it's a privilege, and and I guess it holds you accountable to sort of you know keep training hard and make sure you're setting a good example. There is a term for athletes like Gwen and Eleanor, diplomats in tracksuits. Gavin Price elaborates on the opportunity to develop them further in the role. When we use that term, diplomats in tracksuits, it's it really sort of um, I get one of two reactions. They either love it, people think it's amazing, or people roll their eyes. But the reason why we use it is because it's practical and inclusive. You know, it conjures up, up an image. Basically, what we'd like to create is, is a, I guess, a framework for Wales. Instead of athletes, I guess, maybe getting involved in, in, in um, different causes, whether that's uh, international trade or whether, or whether they're activists around, you know, climate sustainability, future generations, or, or um, LGBTI causes, or mental health, or whatever it may be, can we actually work with them as a government to give them, I guess, training, um, build their competencies, some which they'll already have. You know, sports people are, most of them, you know, are, are, are good people. They're force multipliers. They, their background will give them, a, you know, emotional intelligence, leadership, teamwork, those kind of things. But then can we give them some training in diplomatic competencies? Um, so around, say, negotiation, representation, understanding the international society of sports and, I guess, the international relations and diplomatic community more generally. You know, how do things like the UN work? How does the World Trade Organization work? You know, how does FIFA do its, do its business? If you think of FIFA, its sort of governance structure largely replicates what, what the UN what the UN do, they you know they 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 have a they have a FIFA council at the top, then they have um, a series of committees below, and they have policies and they project them. So you know, okay, you know the the, the pros and cons to this, but the more people that we have in Wales that understand these things and I guess um, how to navigate the system, um, the better for the for the nation. So um, could could we build a program whereby they are either part employed or at least officially endorsed um, by Wales and then deploy these people on a horses for courses need. So if there is an athlete who's interested more in international trade, could we help them build those uh, competencies? And then we could look ahead in the international calendar. For example, we might look at, say, Wales' Euro 24 group or the Rugby World Cup next year. What Euro 24 we've got, what, Armenia, Croatia, Turkey and Latvia off the top of my head. Um, you know, some of those are important um, cultural and trading partners for Wales. Could could somebody like um, I don't know, and an, an Ashley Williams or or um, um, you know Sam Warburton that I think you know uh, youngest ever Wales and British Lions rugby captain espouses diplomatic traits. Could we deploy them in those in those kind of forums if they were interested? Um, but then equally, you know, if we wanted to champion something like like um, you know Wales is very power. Uh, 
is very proud of the um, Future Generations Act and those kind of things. You know, there are any number of athletes that could be interested in that. So, you know, could, could we perhaps deploy an athlete to um, the UN to, to talk about future generations? Or, you know, New Zealand have been very interested in the work we're doing. I, I know Ireland have, were very interested. There's a lot of discussion between Wales and Ireland around future gens. So, you know, could, could we look at deploying athletes, train them, give them those skills? And, you know, it also speaks to another issue in sport is athlete transition. You know, what do you do when you finish playing career? A lot of athletes talk about the fact that um, they get mental health problems because they were used to the structure of training and sport and all the support. And then suddenly they're out in the big, bad, wide world. So, um, you know, I think, I think they, they, there's definitely a role for them. For Team Canada's Laura Russell, she feels immense pride in being able to welcome Wales to her home country. Uh, it's so exciting to have test matches on Canadian soil. We haven't had them for... I think it was almost seven years before we played Italy last month. And so to be able to host people here, we've gone to Wales quite a few, time, a few times and we love going there and like getting immersed in the culture of rugby in, their, in the home in Wales. And so to be able to welcome them here and show them something a little different and welcome us and show that we, we are a growing rugby nation is, is so exciting. And it's always a competitive match and it's, it's nice for Canadians to see us play Canadian rugby on home soil. While women's rugby in Canada is moving forward in leaps, when Laura first started playing, it was a very different picture. Um, my dad played, so growing up, um, since we were, like, I've got two, um, two older sisters, and so we grew up watching my dad play. And uh, so as far as, like, we always said, we were like, oh, we're going to play, we're going to play. Um, there wasn't a lot of junior rugby when we were growing up, so the first um, time we were able to play was in high school. The Fletcher's Rugby Fields in Ontario every Saturday, all, like, throughout the summer, like, had, like, a whole uh, group of friends, and we just would, like, run around and play and, like, watch it. And so fell in love with it at, at a young age. And then once we started being able to play it, just fell in love with it even more as a sport. It just wasn't an option like when I was growing up, but seeing the kids now and like what we're doing today with the rookie rugby is just like that wasn't even an option when I was growing up. So to see young, young kids like be able to touch a rugby ball, learn what it is young age, because I would tell my friends I'm going to watch my dad play rugby and they wouldn't even know what it is. Right. And so it's just it's now a more well known in Canada. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the number one growing sport for women in Canada, which is awesome. And it's it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger, especially because we're able we're able to watch it more. It's online. You can see more games are being filmed like our games are on TSN when we're hosted here. So it's it's really exciting. So when your team is on the ground, what other opportunities exist? If it's a formal international fixture at say an age grade level, I think most nations um, now, certainly in Western Europe and, and certainly first world countries, but not just those, they're, they're pretty advanced and organized in, in their networks. So they'll, they'll ensure that, you know, they want to show their country in the best light. So when they arrive, they'll, they'll, they'll be a, an on-the-ground coordinator to take them to their hotel. There'll be a program of events. There may be some kind of visits that they do. Um, there, there, there may be some sort of, um, I guess, um, co-branded um, uh, media or, or visits to schools and those kind of things and, and, and mixing with. But I, I don't think there's a, a major sort of shining light out there, but I think probably the Aussies and the US are most advanced. So the, the, um, the US, I think, take it to an, another level. Um, so um, they have like their sort of sports en envoys program so, um, and that can encompass anything from student athletes to grassroots to the professional level. 
But under that program, often when they go overseas, they will um, um, maybe stay on for a couple of days to um, help give back to the community. And it's not always around, you know, helping with coaching and sports science. Um, it may be that they go and help with a community project to um, uh, help something around, you know, the environment or sustainability. It, could, it could, could, could be anything. A good example, and this was an organic one, but I think it was the I think it was the Canadian national rugby team that that um, um, helped the, the cleanup um, after the after the uh, cyclone went through Japan during the Rugby World Cup. So I think that's a really good example of like a organic form of sports diplomacy. In the next episode, Wales and Canada clash in Halifax, and we'll be looking around the VIP boxes and stands to get an insight on the game day opportunities for sports diplomacy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please visit wales.com slash Canada to meet the team behind it and to find out more. This has been a Podstarter production. production.